Romans chapter 8. I want to say something from the very beginning, and I want you to listen to this. Because people say to me all the time, well, well, Pastor, you keep talking about this evangelism thing, which the church is totally disregarding. Pastor, what exactly are we supposed to say? Let me tell you what one of the first things you can say to them. Everything that needed to be done for your salvation and eternal life is done. It's accomplished. This is so important. You need to hear this. Say it with me. Everything that needed to be done for your salvation and eternal life has already been accomplished. See, this is so important because I find most of the church running around trying to prove to God how worthy they are. Can I help you with that? You can't. Let me tell you, say from the right, right from the beginning so that you get this, okay? In Isaiah, Isaiah tells us our best deeds, our best righteousness next to the holiness of God, they are filthy rags. Well, thanks, God. Well, that's just the way things are. That's just the way things are. So if you're trying to somehow do things to make you worthy of your salvation, if you're still trying to add, well, maybe I need to do this, maybe, no. What you need to do is you need to take an eternal chill pill because Jesus already went to the cross. He already rose again. He sent his Holy Spirit and you need to lay yourself down before him and allow him to do the work that he already accomplished. See, this is an important sermon, folks. Because there's a lot of folks that are trying to prove to God how holy you are. I love you. You ain't. They're trying to somehow make it so that, well, you know, I got to do something. You'll do something. You'll do something and you'll do the right thing if you decide to take a chill pill, lay yourself before God. Here she is, Rob. I didn't want him walking all over. <laughs> I know. Don't come in late or anything. Don't don't let your don't let your phone ring, Jack. You know. But folks, we've got to get this. We've got to get this. One of the struggles that I see is that there are so many people who've been hanging around a church 150 years, and they're still in some kind of religious structure that has replaced Jesus Christ. I grew up with it, you know? I mean, I don't know what you grew up like, but the way I grew up, there was a rule for everything. I mean, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that, you couldn't go there, you couldn't say this, and baby, you better be there every time the doors are open. Are you with me? And some of the meanest, nastiest, most out-of-control people I've ever seen didn't go to movies. Now, that wasn't a bad guideline, I'm going to be honest with you, because Halloween's crazy. 
Hollywood's anti-God. You need to recognize that. And lots of times the junk we watch on television and movies is anti-God, you know? But the thing is, is that that's not what it's about, kids. It's about me entering into the love and grace of Jesus Christ and the salvation and eternal life that he will accomplish. He's He's already accomplished for me. Amen? But we got this bad habit. And that bad habit is we, we're not real comfortable with somebody else doing it. We kind of want to feel like we've, doing, we've done something right. We've done something worthy of, of being saved. We've done something righteous. I want you to understand, you're never going to do enough. You're never going to give enough. Now, you got some pastors that, that tell you you're okay because you give, but bottom line is you're never going to give enough. You're never going to be pretty enough. Especially you, Roy. I mean, you know. <laughs> you need to understand. You're never going to do enough. In fact, here's two things I want you to read this afternoon. The first one is, I want you to go home and read the book of Galatians this afternoon. And it will coincide with what we're going to talk about this morning. The book of Galatians says, listen, you were saved by faith in Jesus Christ alone. Why have you stripped that away and decided there are other things more important than that? Well, I don't, and I don't, and I don't, and I do, and I do, and I do. And Jesus is up there going, so what? So what? Yeah, and that makes, that makes church people nervous. Because it's like, well, then we can't tell them what to do, what not to do. You're not supposed to be telling them what to do and not to do. That's the Holy Spirit's job and the word of God. I remember growing up and, and there'd be people down here praying and weeping, you know, and, and, and they had cigarettes in their pocket and, and they'd get done and somebody, oh, now you got to give them up. I was like, shut up. Excuse my French. I know I'm not supposed to say that. But seriously, when God wants them to give that up, he will tell them to give that up. He will press that in on them. Here's the cool part. When you tell them to quit that, you need to be the one to help them quit. When he tells them to quit that, he has the ability to help them quit. And that goes for everything. That goes for everything. Okay, and then this afternoon, we're not going to read this whole uh, uh, chapter, but Romans 7, you need to read that because Romans 7 comes after Romans 6. Now, that's going to be the most intelligent thing you'll, heard, you'll hear said today. But the bottom line is in Romans 6, we die to sin and we're raised in the newness of life in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Then you get to Romans 7. Now, praise God, we never do this. But in Romans 7, they decided that Jesus wasn't enough. I got to start making up rules, baby. I need to listen to Aunt Mary who tells me what to do, what not to do. Amen? And what happens is they end up in a position where they're doing the very thing they don't want to do. But you need to hear this. When it's about the law, when it's about rules, when it's about religious infrastructure, You're the strength and you're the power. But when it's in Christ and through the spirit of Christ, he's the wisdom and he's the power. And don't tell anybody I said this, but he can. Are you with me? 
He can. So I want you this afternoon to read Romans 7 and Galatians, and I want you to go, am I doing any of this? Am I living this way sometimes? Do I have, see, let me tell you something. Most people live by this philosophy. I go to church, I throw a buck in the offering, and I'm not too bad. I'm in, baby. You hear what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Let me help you with something. You ain't in, you in trouble. Because that's not biblical. That's not Christ. Amen? You know? Um, could somebody get me a water or something? I'm dry. I'm sorry. So in Romans 7, <coughs> Paul's saying, listen, man, this, this weight of sin, this sin thing, man, it is, it is, it is whooping me good. I mean, it is eating me alive. Paul says, is there anything or anybody that can separate me from this body or force of sin and death? Thank you. Listen. Thanks be to God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Or are you just stuck in your own philosophies and rules? By the power of Jesus Christ, you can be separated. You can be saved. You can live out eternal life. You can live in the holy glory of God. Amen? But it starts at the beginning. And I love verse 1 of chapter 8. Verse 1 of chapter 8 says, listen, therefore there is no condemnation for we that are in Christ Jesus and he is in us. Y'all missed it. There is therefore no condemnation for we who are in Christ Jesus and he is in us. That you don't need to go around taking your spiritual pulse all the time. Oh, does he love me? Does he not? Does he love me? Does he not? He loves you. He died for you. He rose again. He did everything necessary. Step into him. Take a spiritual chill pill. I watched this trash growing up, and I went, God's a flake. I mean, the way I grew up, if you did anything that they told you not to do, you lost your salvation. I mean, I thought, man, God's a fruitcake. God's a flake. I mean, what's going on here? Does his salvation do or mean anything? And I'm telling you, that was nothing but man's manipulation. Are you with me? You got to get it. You got to understand. Because when you're in Christ, even though Satan will bring those thoughts to your head about how bad you are and the dumb things you've done in the past, and man, he will tell you you are worthless and you ain't worthy. You look at him and say, you're absolutely right. I am worthless and I am unworthy. But the bottom line is I have saved by the grace of Jesus Christ and I have nothing to worry about eternally. See, this is, this is powerful stuff. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit. Are you listening to me? Now, you see, when something's a law, there's a thing called a law of gravity. And let me help you with something. If I go up on this roof and I jump off, 
That's a law. I'm going to hate. Amen? You know? That's just goofy. The law of the Spirit. But you see, what this passage is talking about is you can't be in and under the law of the Spirit and be in your own controlled, legalistic environment making up your own rules and deciding what's wrong and right on your own. You need to lay yourself down before God and say, yes, I can't do anything, but you've already done everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've been religious too long. Take a deep breath. Seriously. Because you got your infrastructure. I don't do this. I do this. I go here. I wear this. I say this. I don't say this. Da, da, da. You say, Pastor, is that all bad? Not if it's from God. But if it's from man or Aunt Mary, yeah, it's bad. It gets in the way. It's a distraction. And we need to stop it. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, has set us free from the law of sin and death. Y'all must have missed it. Yeah, at the Super Bowl, in a few weeks, we'll be going, we go to church and go, amen. Am I busting your chops? Absolutely. We ought to all be excited about what God's telling us this morning. You do not have to live under this garbage. You do not have to live in depression your whole life. You do not have to live in despair all of your life. You do not have to live in that addiction all of your life. You do not have to be under anything because the law of the Spirit of God has set you free from the law of sin and death. Well, Pastor, you don't understand. You don't understand how bad mine is. Let me help you with something. Every person here has something. I mean, I've heard, I've, I've heard people say I've never sinned, but, and I don't have any problems. I got no temptation. I just think they're liars. Seriously. Well, that's not nice. I ain't here to be nice. Nice is not a gift nor a fruit of God's Holy Spirit. Kindness is. And I tell those people, give me 15 minutes and I'll point yours out. No, this is foolishness. Because what happens is it makes young Christians and hurting Christians and struggling Christians feel poor, feel bad, like they're not Christians. And the bottom line is everybody has something. Everybody has a major temptation or two or three, like in my case, six. No, I'm serious. I wish they would just go away, but God knows better because I'm an arrogant jerk on my own. Are you with me? You know, don't believe that. Read the Old Testament. What a bunch of dingbats. Every time things were good, what'd they do? Made themselves an idol. Aren't you so thankful we never do anything like that? Think I'm for Trump or I'm for Biden. Think idol. Silly. Amen? They're not God. Believe me, they're not God. Okay? But the bottom line is this. 
God leaves those things. And I don't know why he does that because I just wish he'd make it all go away. Did you ever pray that it would go away? I prayed that it would go away. I prayed for some things for 50, 60 years. It ain't going away. But God knows what he's doing. Because if it wasn't for that thing, I would have a tendency to be arrogant and say, I don't need you today. And you know what God would say? Okay. Go for it, brother. And Satan would kick my behind. Is it, is it true or not? You got to understand. You got to understand. Um, look at verse 3. For what the law, now you got to understand, with the law, that's talking about us. That's talking about flesh. We've got to live up to the law or we got to make things happen when we're living by a bunch of rules, human rules, human dictates. I'm not talking about the word of God, but he'll show, even in the word of God, the things in the word of God, he'll, he'll show you at the right time. Do you, ever, do you ever read the Bible and you know you've read that passage before and all of a sudden something just stands out to you? Anybody ever had that experience? You know, and you're like, that's God. And he's saying, at this time in your life, you need to hear that or you need to pay attention to that. There's something in that that you need, okay? For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, that's me and you, right? God did. Now, Super Bowl, think Super Bowl. Sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Now, let me help you with something. Let me tell you what it doesn't say. Okay, I got Jesus now. I'm gonna buck up. I'm gonna be the man. You're gonna be the goof burger is what you're gonna be. You're gonna be the sinful goof burger. Because you don't have the power or wisdom or ability to fight the forces of evil that are working against you to destroy your life. Did you hear what I said? You need to understand. You know, and anytime you're losing, instead of sitting out here sucking your thumb, feeling sorry for yourself, it's time to get on your knees and say, I don't know where I got off track, but God, I lay myself down before you. I need your salvation. I need your wisdom. I need your power. I need your ability to work in and through me because I am losing. Hear what I'm saying, please. Hear what I'm saying. This feeling sorry for yourself. Well, I don't have so-and-so's life. Well, you don't have so-and-so's problems either. Everybody's like, boy, I wish I had his money. No, you don't. Everybody wants it. You know what I'm saying? We're all just, you know, if I had this, if I had that, nah, it's got nothing to do with the price of tea in China. The bottom line is what counts is the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Every morning, Every day, I beg you, get before God with a Bible in one hand and a big old fat coffee in the other. I got to have that four or five in the morning, man. You know, and just say, God, I'm laying myself down before you because I got no ability to save myself. So I'm already saved. Listen, 
I'm so bad, I get saved every day. The Baptists are like, oh, yeah, you don't need to be born again again. I don't care. I'll be, I want to be born again again. I want to do it every day because I want to make sure if I croak that day, I'm good. You hear what I'm saying? I start at the bottom every day and I say, God, here I am. Here's my mind. Here's my heart. Here's my soul. Here's my body. Here's my marriage. Here's my finances. It's all yours. Because only you know how to save it. Only you know how to make it right. And only you know how I should operate within the context of all of that. But I love verse four. My Bible's so ripped, I'm just gonna have to, sorry. In order, I'll read this. And, and this translation is bad. What it should say, so that the righteous requirement or the requirement of righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. I'll say it again because y'all missed it. So that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Let me ask you a question. Are you just a good old Joe that goes to church? Or are you a man or woman? And there is a distinction that walks in and through and by the Holy Spirit of God. If you're a young Christian, you may not totally know what that means. Don't worry about it. God will get you there. You that are old Christians, I'm challenging you right now. Some of us have been to church too long, and we think we got it down. I say the right thing. I wear the hair, my hair the right way. I wear my hair the right way. <laughs> I dress the right way. I beat my kids if they don't act the right way. Kids, that ain't it. That ain't it. But I'm looking good. That ain't it. It's whether you are connected to, listening to God's word and his spirit and walking in that direction, through that direction, by his power and by his strength. Are you listening to me? There's too many people. We grew up with this law stuff. Anybody grow up with this law stuff? One time when I was a teenager, I stood up one Sunday night, scared my mother to death. They were so angry. They wanted to beat me if they could catch me. But I was like, what can we do? I mean, there was a law about everything. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what can I do? Turn me off. But it ain't got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with God's right there through his spirit, right by your side, in your mind, in your heart, in your soul. He will direct you through his spirit and he will direct you through his word. And if you are walking in him, you will fulfill the righteous 
laws of God. Now, I, listen, I know I'm not perfect according to some people's dictates. Some people think I'm crazy. I say, thank you. Some people think I'm not nice. I say, thank you. Some people think I ought to be doing this and I ought to be doing that. And I say, thank you. But I'm going to do what I find in this book. And what I feel like he's calling me to. And I know this. If I do that, every righteous law or dictate of God is covered. You see, I don't sit around and take my spiritual pulse because Jesus Christ already died for me and rose again for me and sent his Holy Spirit for me. So everything that everybody thinks I need to do, I don't even listen to. I listen to him. And he will lead me and he will guide me. And some people are like, well, pastor, you got to be careful because if you tell them everything is right, they'll just do whatever they want. Well, they didn't get it anyway. If you get the Jesus thing, you want to do what Jesus wants. You want to live like him. You want his power. You want his glory. You want his wisdom. You're seeking him. You're not seeking your selfishness. Are you with me? But through his Holy Spirit, everything that is actually his design and his desire will be fulfilled in and through you. You see, this is such a wonderful sermon to me because there are too many Christians who are running around wondering, am I good enough? Doesn't matter whether you're good enough. He was good enough. Amen? Have I did it? Am I doing enough? I got people that are scared to death that on the day they die, they might do something wrong. Or they might not do enough. And I'm telling you right now, come judgment, that's not going to have anything to do with it. What it's going to be is, did you lay yourself down before God and allow him to cover you with his blood and fill you with his spirit? Because you're not going to do enough. You're not going to be enough. Are you with me? This is so important. Because when you talk to non-Christians about becoming Christians, many of them believe well, I'm going to have to give up too much. And you know what I tell non-Christians? I don't want you to give up nothing. Well, but I got this lifestyle. I don't, I don't want you to give that up. No. Well, I, I do this. I got this habit. I got this addiction. I, I want you to ask Jesus Christ into your life. I want you to confess what you know is sin before him, and he will forgive you, and he will cleanse you of that from all unrighteousness. I want you to ask his spirit in, because that spirit, the law of that spirit, will set you free from everything God really knows you need to be set free from. Are you with me? So you just take a chill pill. You ask him in. You read his word. You get on your knees before him and ask him to do in your life what only he can do. 
And in his perfect time and in his perfect will, he absolutely will pour into you and through you everything that you need so that you can fulfill every righteous requirement God has. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, you know what you're going to tell somebody this week that isn't a Christian? Everything that needed to be done has already been done through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, today, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that we are in you. There's no guilt. There's no condemnation. There's no sitting around worrying about sin. We don't sit around worrying about whether we're right with God because we're right with God, right with you through you. You did that by sending your son to live for us, to die for us, to rise again. And you sent your spirit to lead us and guide us and transform us and empower us and to make us into the people that you created us to be. But Father, help us, help us, help us remember we're never going to do that on our own. (laughs) We're only going to do that through your love and through your word and through your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week.